Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. This service was recorded on September 25th, the 150th Anniversary Celebration Sunday. This sermon is by Bishop Amy Current. The lector is Reverend Bob Wessels. Special music by the grandchildren and Reverend Karen. Thank you to Galen and Zeta Harms for sponsoring this week's broadcast in celebration of their September birthday. Thank you for joining us today. We gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done And by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, rich in mercy, you look with compassion on this troubled world. Feed us with your grace and grant us the treasure that comes only from you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The first lesson, the introduction says that the prophet Amos announces Israel's great wealth is a cause not for rejoicing, but rather sorrow. Because God's people have forgotten how to share their wealth with the poor. The wealthy will be the first to go into exile when judgment finally comes. And so Amos warns us. Alas for those who are at ease in Zion, for those who feel secure on Mount Samaria, Alas, for those who lie on beds of ivory, lounge on their couches, eat lambs from the flock,
calves from the stall who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp. And David improvises on instruments of music who drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore they will now be the first to go into exile. The revelry of the longers shall pass away. The first reading. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come to lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. The rich man called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in the flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received good things, and Lazarus likewise many evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them so that they will not come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's good to be with you. Thank you for having me. My name is Amy Current. I serve as your bishop. It is lovely to be with you in this place. It's fun to be here with you in person. It's wonderful to drive up to this building that I've only seen in pictures until this morning and to watch the vibrant community, the generations gathering on this day for celebration. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks be to God for 150 years of ministry through the people and generations of Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. It's good to be with you as you culminate this sesquicentennial celebration. What fun it's been to observe the thoughtful ways that you have marked this anniversary. So many celebrations, all well worth it, all gatherings of people of the faith. And today we gather to hear the word of God, to pray for the people of God, to respond to God in faithfulness with singing, with prayer, with praise, and with fellowship. What a gift it is to be people of faith, remembering God's faithfulness through all of the years, certainly in times of joy, certainly in times of sorrow, through the generations that have been baptized, confirmed, married, and buried, always focused on telling all people the good news through Jesus Christ. On this day of celebration, I have the privilege of being with you and greet you on behalf of the 134 other congregations in the Southeastern Iowa Synod. We are with you on this day and in these years past and to come as we share this mission of telling the good news of Jesus together. I also greet you on behalf of my colleagues in the office of the bishop. It was fun for me to be able to be the one here today, but there's others of us that are out and about preaching and sharing the good news of God in other congregations today as well. So you are remembered in prayers throughout the whole synod this morning. I want to let you know that one of the main things that I feel called to do in the office of the bishop is to be uh, certain and centered on proclaiming Jesus. So your mission statement is one that is profound and in my opinion important. Because what is it that we do as the people of God but to share the good news of Jesus when we gather at worship and in our daily lives as well? We in my office also are committed to equipping you as a congregation and accompanying you in the twists and turns and opportunities, joys and sorrows that come your way. I hope you know that we are here with you and our partners for you in that ministry and for the future ministry that's before you. I wonder, as I have been thinking and praying for you, how it is that the Holy Spirit is calling you forward. What will the next 150 years have in store for you? How will you respond to God's gift of grace so that more and more people will come to know Jesus? I give thanks for your faithful ministry. On this day, I give thanks for Pastor Reddy and the way in which he has been leading you in these recent years and for all of the pastors and leaders that have come before him as well. And on this day, as it's a day marking celebration, looking back, it's also a day to welcome and encourage the leaders of the future. Who among you will share your gifts for the ministry of the generations to come? I recognize your generosity 
a little bit later in the service, we will recognize the generosity of the children and families that have been collecting noisy offerings, right? But also the regular offering. When you give of yourselves, not only the financial offering, but the offerings of your voices, of your talents, of your time, as you care for this building and the community around you, I give you thanks. And for your mission support for the offerings that you share from your own um, financial resources, for the ways that you give of your money, of your wealth. Be that a tiny amount or from your abundance, I give thanks for that. And the ways that it makes a difference in the lives of this congregation, your larger community, and the fact that a portion of that mission support comes to the Synod and supports our ministry. It supports the fact that I'm standing here among you today, but so much more. So many ways that we really build one another up in the faith. And then that is added to all of the other congregations and ministries. And then 53.5% of that goes to support the ministry of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And so from the offering plate this morning... And the ways that we share that so abundantly, your offering makes a difference in the lives of people throughout the entire world. You might not think about that very often. When we're writing that check for $10, $20, $50, maybe a quarter in the noisy offering, right? That makes an impact on the life of the whole world so that more and more people can know Jesus and his love. For that, I give you thanks. Thank you for your generosity in the spirit. Thank you for your partnership in sharing the good news of Jesus and his abundant love. It's good to be with you today. So here we go. We have all of these texts this morning from Amos and 1 Timothy and Luke and as we gather for a time of celebration, I say to you that some of these texts are sobering, right? It is sobering as we sit here in a time of celebration in a building that is beautifully kept with instruments that are amazing um, and give praise to God in our Sunday duds, right? We gather on this day. People of privilege, Full parking lot, generations and generations of wealth. The gospel story ends today with Jesus through Abraham saying this, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. And with that final statement, the gospel writer brings us right back to the foot of the cross and the empty tomb. For Jesus is risen from the dead. Jesus is risen from the dead. And we live in that promise every day. We live in this time, we often refer to it as the already and the not yet. Right? Jesus is risen from the dead, yet the kingdom that God promises and desires for us is still unfolding and yet to come. Jesus has already promised 
forgiveness, mercy, grace, and life eternal for all. Yet the promised kingdom of God, where God's will is done, where all will be welcome, where all will have a place at the feast, where all are one, where the powerful are brought down and the lowly are lifted up, and where the weeping and crying and pain are no more. This promise of God is not yet, right? We know this to be true. As this parable, frankly, is all too true. For we know Lazarus. We know Lazarus. Laying in a doorway, a tarp under a bridge, for their home, begging for food, standing with a sign along roadways, maybe a little bit closer to home, prisoners in the next town down the road, those that are unhoused, down and out, the disregarded, those we try not to see. Maybe someone you know. Maybe it's someone in your own family. Maybe you yourself have been there. But truth be told, for those of us that have the privilege of showing up here today at Wayne Zion this morning, we are more likely akin to and familiar with the life of the rich man. Well-dressed, well-fed, secure homes, well-respected, navigating our way through life with much privilege. Called on at times to share from our wealth to give to the poor, but mostly like the rich man, we are often more comfortable keeping the poor, ragged ones out of sight and out of mind. Yep, this news, this story should make us shift in our seats a bit. Jesus, in this parable, calls us to see ourselves in the mirror, and it should make us feel a little bit uncomfortable, because Jesus is calling us to love God and love one another as we love ourselves. How are we called to live out God's promise? How are we called to live out God's promise, which is for all to have life and have life abundantly? We get a glimpse of this call in Jesus. For in Jesus' life, as we have watched and we have observed and we have heard the stories again and again, Jesus' life on earth enacted a little bit of the kingdom to come. We pray that it may be so on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus welcomed the outcasts. 
Jesus had dinner with prostitutes and tax collectors. Jesus loved the sinners. Jesus modeled love for all, genuine hospitality, promising healing, renewal, restoration, and life for all, one person at a time. And this love, this love that Jesus shared stirred up trouble. For as Jesus was sharing love, he was disrupting the status quo, and he showed himself and God's love to the folks that were in the fine linens at the time and were holding fast to their privilege and to what they knew to be God's law that would keep order. They were forgetting at the same time God's call to the poor, the orphans, and the widows. In sharing love and inviting even the sinners, Jesus became an outcast himself. And not only an outsider, but a troublemaker. Not only a troublemaker, but a blasphemer. Someone who claimed to speak for God. And for that, he was put to death. And in his dying, we are promised that he gathered in his open arms the whole world. The pain, the suffering, the sorrow, the disregard, the hate, the arrogance all of the sinners and held us all and he died and then we're told he descended into hell in fact when we confess our faith in the words of the creed we confess just this that when Jesus died and descended to hell he crossed the chasm that was fixed Jesus Cross the chasm that stood between heaven and hell, and in rising then, promised new life for all. New life for all, now and in the life to come, where death and evil are destroyed, where Jesus' life, death, and resurrection do bring about God's promise of abundant life for all. This is good news for us. This is good news for us who are called to share the good news of Jesus. This is good news for us that gather here today. This is good news for us for those who have not yet heard the story of Jesus. This is good news for the richest and the poorest in the world. For Jesus loves us all. There is hope for the world even now because even as we continue to fall short because friends we fall short even as we continue to sin turning away from God and God's beloved ones even as we continue to turn a blind eye to those in need even if we lose sight of God's promise for us even when we don't feel worthy of God's love, God is still God. Jesus is still risen from the dead. The promise of life is still true. 
And the Holy Spirit is renewing us even as I speak. For as we recognize all of our sins and shortcomings, the risen Lord crosses the chasm of sin and death and loves us back to life. Jesus, through his love, turns our hearts inside out so that we might learn to see each person, each and every one, as one Jesus loves. And then, and then we join Jesus in being the body of Christ As we gather at his table of mercy, sinners each one, we are forgiven and we are sent. And we are sent to tell the good news through Jesus Christ. Wayne Zion, this is still true today and will remain so for another 150 years plus. And I pray that you will continue to respond to God's gift of faith as you continue forward in mission, forgiven and free to share God's love and God's mercy for the life of the world, beginning with the people at our doorsteps. Let us go and remember the poor, remembering all along that God forgives all of the sinners. Thanks be to God. Our service continues with a very special prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes the Lord is Sometimes, Lord, this heart of mine 
this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the Frederick and Ruth, David and Clara, grandchildren of Pastor Karen, who served this congregation for 20 years and was in the office the day that he died in 1958. And we're so glad to have you come back and be with us. I want to thank Galen and Zeta Harms in sponsoring today's radio broadcast that will be heard on KMCH 94.7 FM in celebration of their September birthdays. Go in peace, remember the poor. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.